want a Sue Love guarantee. The dating website. Well, I've been on 986 dates, and not one of them has provided me love. 986 dates with actual human women? You're listening to Movie Things with Lindsay and Gary. Season 3, episode number 8. And this episode's called... Crazy little thing called Love Guaranteed. No. I believe in a thing called love. Guaranteed. No. What's it called then? I've got it. Are you ready for this? Okay, it's very better than my suggestions. It's so much better. Okay. Whole lot of love. Guaranteed. Okay, that is pretty good. That's pretty good, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. So in case you didn't grasp from that, we're talking about love, guaranteed. Yeah, which is a 2020 film that just came out at the start of September. Directed by Mark Stephen Johnson, who bizarrely also made Daredevil and Ghost Rider. So this film is nothing like them, but we will get into that in a few moments. This film stars uh, Rachel Lee Cook, Damon Wayans Jr. and Heather Graham. So that's Damon Wayans Jr., who is a son of Damon Wayans, brother of Michael Wayans, Cara Mia Wayans and Kyla Wayans, nephew of Dwayne Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans, Kim Wayans, Nadia Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, Elvira Wayans, Deirdre Wayans and Vonnie Wayans. It's a big family. It's a big family, yeah. And they're all successful as well. Can you think of another family where you've got like probably double digit siblings in the business? yeah. It's pretty impressive. It's a lot it of is. talent. It is. It must be um, difficult being the person with the most impressive story around the dinner table. Or the worst. Imagine there's just like a wee Wayans who works in construction. <laughs> he turns up at Christmas dinner and he's just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't have any celebrity stories. So do you want to do a spoiler alert and then we'll get into the plot of Love Guaranteed? Sure. So we're going to be talking about this film in quite a lot of detail. We're going to be revealing the plot, the twists, the turns. Watch out for them. They're coming. The guarantees. (laughs) The guarantees. (laughs) And of course, what happens at the end. If you've not seen this film and don't want it ruined for you, be sure to go and check it out before coming back to join us. That being said, if you're happy for us to chat about it or if you have caught it already, um, that's cool too. Grab some snacks, settle on in and let's get started. What's your guaranteed snack? My guaranteed snacks. I feel like there's a lot of dinners in this film, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with burger and fries. That your order? That's not my order, but it's a significant order in the film. So. Cool. So let's get into it. What happens in Love Guaranteed? Okay, so Rachel Lee Cook, the bold RLC, plays Susan, who is a lawyer at a small firm who takes on an unusual case for a new client called Nick. Nick wants to sue Love Guaranteed, a dating website run by a celebrity lifestyle guru, and he has been on 1,000 dates and he has not found love, so he wants to sue them for big bucks, and the case starts to attract a lot of media attention. Now, usually our Susan would not take on this kind of case. She's all about looking after the little guy. If you're after a high-flying, Ally McBeal-style lawyer, you're not going to find it in this film. She's very wholesome. She kind of sticks her guns and wants to really help people as a lawyer rather than seeking fame and fortune. So that's how the film starts off. And Susan and Nick have six weeks before their day in court to prepare as part of um, this essential research. They start to get to know each other very well. 
So Nick's been on a thousand dates. And he really treats it like it's no it's no thing. Nah, he's cool with it yeah. for the most part. He just he's concerned that they guaranteed him love and he's been on a thousand and he's saying, Look guys, the guarantee's not came true. See when we were watching it, I was thinking, like, what's your number? Like, where do you just say that's playing? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a number? How many dates do you think you could stomach before you just like gave up? <laughs> I don't know. Because... Would you get any triple digits? Depends on how good the dates were, I suppose. You should keep going with them. Like, one of these will work out. You are quite optimistic. I can see you kind of just being like, it's cool if I just keep at it. One of these will, will work for me. I really feel like I wouldn't go all the way to a thousand, though. That's what I mean, yeah. What? Thousands a lot. It's a big investment as well from them. I don't even know why I'm asking this, but what? <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you even make it to date number one? Would you even be able to put your shoes on and leave the house? Uh, it's debatable, but I don't think I'd make it beyond about three, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering initially, like, how's he made it to a thousand dates? But he's doing breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. He's really dedicated to the cause, sorry, Nick. <laughs> the cause. <laughs> the cause of him just <laughs> meeting somebody. Yeah, his um, own personal crusade, if you will. <laughs> the, um, the other funny part from the start of the movie is you get your first glimpse of the actual website and it is hilariously dated. I mean, this film, was made, this film was made recently. This year? Yeah. Like, just. I, I don't understand why the website looks like this. It's straight out of 2001. It's literally like yellow background with blue blue font and oh man it's like the worst google site template imaginable but also apparently the biggest dating site in the world yeah so nick and susan start to get to know each other really well as well as both being single and around the same age nick is just as wholesome as susan he's actually vowing to donate any damages he's awarded from the court case to a new children's ward at the health center that he works at what a guy. It's a bit I find really, really weird because... We, it's not weird, it's nice. I, You're okay, weird. Okay, yeah, it's <laughs> nice. But strange because I just assumed that at some point we would find out that he has mad skeletons in the closet. Maybe even literally. This is a PG, so I don't I don't know what you were hoping to I'm happen hoping in this for, film. like, some sort of illegal side hustle, something to add dimensions to his character, but he really doesn't. And no. I find that quite strange. He is actually as sincere and as squeaky clean as he appears on the face of it. And that's dead unusual. I actually find it quite hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> of course, what could happen next when these two wholesome young things are thrown together in an intense work situation and having to spend a lot of time together? And, you know, he just finds her integrity irresistible. <laughs> Well, I'm sitting here going, right, this children's wing is defo a front for his money laundering and he's just going to take off, like, villain style at any point. But everything in this film is just taken at perfect face value. Mm -hmm. Everything is exactly as it seems. Yeah, there's not, um, there's not a lot of depth to the, the characters in this film. <laughs> One thing I did find interesting about Nick's personality, though, so he has somehow found time between breakfast, lunch and dinner every day for the last thousand dates. He's meticulously documented every date that he's been on, which felt like it was verging on some kind of Patrick Bateman-style behaviours. It makes me think he knows that this was a potential as well. See, if I'm only going on three dates, I'm not taking notes, because I'll remember <laughs> them. It makes me think he knew that something was going to be <laughs> a bit... My notes are all up here. <laughs> 
it's more likely that I would just want to forget a date, to be fair. So, <laughs> no record of this. Yeah, it's a strange one. <laughs> no audit trail. And there's a really weird bit as well where they have a bit of a moment. It's not really a date. They're sort of working on the case. Her sister lives next door and she's pregnant. She goes into labour, so they go next mm. door to look after a kid and they help out and that sort of thing. He doesn't spend the night or anything. He just helps out around the house because he is a good guy, genuinely good guy. He kisses her on the forehead and leaves. But then she does that whole, like, falling against the door, like, sliding down the door thing. <laughs> and the next day she wakes up and she, like, bounces down the street, twirling her umbrella and all that. She makes it into work and she's, like, became super sexy. <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> seductively pouring coffee and all that. He just kissed her on the forehead. <laughs> it's, like, really, really weird. I really wanted to see what was going to happen if he kissed her on the lips. <laughs> That scene, like, you know exactly what I'm trying to describe it terribly, like, that scene, I mean, because we've seen it a hundred times mm-hmm. in different films, but it's normally reserved for after two characters spend the night together. It's pretty rare it comes after <laughs> just a kiss on the forehead. Clearly that the man has talent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to take a moment just to appreciate Heather Graham's character in this, because we've talked about the two lead characters, but Heather Graham plays Tamara Taylor, who is the celebrity lifestyle guru and owner of Love Guaranteed website and she's a pretty good villain in this you know she's got this whole kind of I could buy and sell you without even creasing my Prada suit kind of <laughs> thing going on she's she's pretty good in this I, again a, a bit two dimensional but enjoyable yeah she's very much and this is like one of the few times at the end she's one of the characters that does have a wee bit of another dimension because you think through it she's very much into like our imported chili and water and mm-hmm. our quotes from the Buddha and stuff like that but after the court case, which we'll come on to a wee bit later, she does let that slip mm-hmm. and she is just like a, a normal person who's found a wee niche in the market yeah. and isn't exploiting it for the cash. So that's quite a funny character and quite a funny appearance from Heather Graham. I think. Yeah, she is. She's good in it. So Susan's staff create a dating profile for her, all in the name of research, of course. If she's going to take down Love Guaranteed, she needs to know the organisation inside out. She needs to be on Love Guaranteed. Exactly. This kind of made me laugh and it made me reflect a little bit because dating profiles aren't something that you and I have ever had to encounter, at least not to my knowledge. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because (laughs) obviously... (laughs) When we started going out, it predated a lot of technology like that. Please don't sit and try and do the maths, dear listeners. But it's true. So on the on, on the site, it looks like you know she has to give some really basic information, like a couple of fun facts. If you were going to apply for love guaranteed, oh, no. what couple of tasty bits of information <laughs> about yourself would you be putting on there to try and reel in the big fish? I don't know. I mean, I've got to make it count because I'm not going on a thousand dates, so this needs to hit well (laughs) and quick. Know your audience. Aye, so I'm thinking like tall, dark and handsome, likes Danzig and cats. Is that what you're after? (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference? I'm going to end up alone at the end of this anyway, so (laughs) what's yours? I don't know. Must like Prince. <laughs> that's it? Yeah. Just three words? Yeah. That, that's exactly, I don't even need three facts, I just need three words. But God forbid you actually try and talk about Prince, you're just in for a night of corrections, facts and history. Yeah, you, you need to like Prince. The appropriate amount. Mm-hmm. And 
like Prince and be willing to be educated about Prince. Yeah, I think that's fair. Nice. Is there anything that would be like an immediate deal breaker for you on a first date? Doesn't like Prince. (laughs) (laughs) I can see where this is going. Okay, (laughs) moving on quickly. My last question. What would be your worst nightmare on like going to a new boyfriend's house for the first time? So something where you just like you open the door and you're like, oh no, I'm out right away. Dartboard with a picture of Prince on it. No, I don't. <laughs> um, I was going to say dartboard, and I was like, that's pretty harsh. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I don't know. When I think of that question, I always think that episode of Friends comes to mind. You know, where Ross goes back to that girl's apartment and, <gasps> and he, like, ends just... up with a bit of ham stuck to his leg <laughs> and, there's or something. A, and there's a hamster <laughs> just somewhere crawling around in it. And she she thought that she found her hamster and she's like, oh no, it's just a rat. That's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty terrifying. <laughs> So while we were watching this, I half hoped for a she's all that throwback and for RLC to walk down the stairs in slow motion to some sort of 90s hit as though she was going to the prom. I think this is the first time I've watched her in anything for ages and it was really nice. That that was a real uh, you know, selling point in the film for <laughs> I have, me. I have a weird um, thing that I read while we were putting together some notes for this episode that it's probably not worth sharing here, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> but I read that she <laughs> Is was that in... not just the whole premise for this podcast? The premise for my existence. I... <laughs> <laughs> but I read that she was in an anti-drugs advert where... She smashes an egg with a frying pan and says, that's your brain on heroin. (laughs) (laughs) What? And then she smashes up the rest of the room and says, and that's your mum, and that's your family, and (laughs) that's your life. And I was like, there's no way. This has to be on YouTube. I couldn't find it. But what a description. But yeah, it's it's a weird performance in this film because I don't know if it's intentional or it's part of the writing or whatever, but there's a few times I thought she was drunk. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think she was because she's a lawyer and she's like quite well to do quite by the numbers quite straight down the line yeah but she's very was, like married to her job uh-huh. very serious but there's a few times I'm thinking alright she's had a couple but then she jumps in her car and drives off and I'm like I don't think she's the kind <laughs> no. of person who would do that and I don't know if she was actually drunk or they just kind of forgot that continuity is a thing I don't know, was it just me that thought she was drunk? I never noticed that. All right, maybe just me. (laughs) Another reason why my dates won't work out, (laughs) folk just turn up straight from work and I'm like, you're steaming. (laughs) (laughs) You better not be driving. It's dangerous. (laughs) I'm trying to put somebody in a taxi and their car's parked to (laughs) it. But the the continuity and the writing thing got me a wee bit with this film. It is a wee bit. The script's a bit basic. Some of the lines and everything are a wee bit like your Moz Wall decal. It's that kind of Pinterest. It's a wee bit shaky. It feels like maybe, you know, the first time you write something and then you go to film it and you realise like people don't really speak like that. Yeah. There's a wee bit of that in here, I think. Like it's a completely different art to write a script. Which I found out yeah. the hard way. <laughs> I was thinking when we were watching this about my first script writing attempts when I was in college and how you had to rewrite all my scripts for me. <laughs> because That's not how people talk. I was really into David Lynch at the time and what you think a David Lynch script looks like and what a David Lynch script probably actually looks like are two completely separate things. And when you give 
what you think is a David Lynch script to two wee 16 year old guys for Motherwell to, to film <laughs> doesn't work do you know what you had a vision babe and that's I the important thing and there's a reason why my career in film lasted all of three years of college <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there is a that there is a point there though around the the, the film feeling um, a bit superficial. It definitely feels like a TV film. Like it doesn't feel like the kind of film you would go and see in the cinema. And to me, the movie kicks off that really cozy time of year that'll kind of blend in with the made-for-TV Christmas films um, that that are shown all the time. You know, over, over the next couple of months, you'll start dropping. You've totally it's, stolen my way of summarising this film I'm going to have to, to rethink it all because I basically said it's like a Netflix Christmas movie without the trees and presents. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not a complex film it's really predictable and it's inoffensive and I think if you tweaked a couple of elements it would be ready to be repackaged as a Christmas film. Just a tree in the background and you're good to go. I think you'd set it in a small town, oh, she'd be back for the holidays um, you'd need at least a few Christmas trees in it, a bit of snow, and you know, as well as you know, Nick and Susan finding each other, they'd also discover the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> but leading into that sort of thing as well, there's a character in the film called Jerome, who's I knew you were going to mention uh, Jerome. Jerome's the main man in this. He's your your old sort of guardian angel type who brings the two together because. She's helped him in the past. He's working with him just now as a kind of PT. Mm -hmm. And he recommends her as the lawyer to take mm -hmm. on his, his case. I was absolutely convinced when we saw the trailer for this that Jerome was dead. And that we were going to find out at some point that he didn't actually exist. He was just a guardian angel there to bring the two together. If but this was a Christmas film, he would 100% exactly. be a guardian angel. But I think that's it. I think I've been conditioned by those films just to expect that yeah. there will be a guardian angel but not again another one for this film and it's all as it seems <laughs> theme but yeah Jerome is alive and just a nice old guy he's he's the best he's best character in it so the day in court finally comes time for Nick to take the stand and testify that he's not found love <laughs> there's just one snag he has oh, you never saw this coming did you with Susan no less and he drops the case but wait there's more the makers of Love Guaranteed Dating website are so touched by Nick's proclamation of love that they make him and Susan their new ambassadors and still pay him the money to go to the children's ward. And even Nick's patient, Jerome, gets a date. Everyone's a winner. I want to be able to, to just say, yeah, that's a lovely story, but I, I can't. <laughs> Shocker. So, Shocker. My first point... Absolutely baffles me that a court was willing to accept this case. <laughs> like, they've actually assigned a judge's time to this. It's like an absolute waste of court time. Imagine getting pulled out of work to provide evidence on this. You'd be I, raging. I think, um, I mean, if I was going jury duty, I'd quite enjoy sitting <laughs> listening to that, I think. But the court scenes really make me laugh because characters actually just get up and walk about the courtroom yeah yeah they get put in the they get put in the witness box but then they just start strolling around the court i don't think you're allowed to do that phones it <laughs> <laughs> 
just like, hey, I think this song probably says my feelings better than I can, so can we all just listen to this for a couple of minutes? There's just no order at all. It's bizarre. <laughs> if that was your court, there'd be no monkey ah, business. Absolutely no chance. Plus, I would have Nick, I would find him guilty of something because nobody is that nice and that pure. They are. <laughs> they are. They are. they are not. Okay, I dropped my facto for this week. Yes, please. So in this week's facto, I'm going to hit you with some facts and figures about the world of online dating. So hopefully this helps with our point earlier and maybe doesn't age as badly as, as you did. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that a version of online dating can actually be traced as far back as 1966? Really? Two Harvard students surveyed 8,000 people entered the data into a computer and used an algorithm to match the pairs. Wow. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So bringing us up to speed, up to date a wee bit more, it's estimated that Tinder has roughly 50 million users worldwide. 50 million. Wow. It's crazy when you think that around 80% of those people are thought to lie on their dating profiles. <laughs> Apparently 40% of men lie about their occupation whereas women are more likely to lie about their age. Wow. I don't know what my fake occupation would be. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you've, you would, you've got a pretty clear idea of how you'd run a courtroom, so maybe you'd be a judge. Judge. Yeah. I like that. And you judge people anyway, so you <laughs> may as well pretend it's your job. <laughs> so, I wonder how many of those 50 million people have been on a thousand dates like Nick. Oh, none. No chance, that's a thing. But I'm forever grateful for those Harvard students for bringing us together in the 60s. <laughs> First date, Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the average Tinder user spends around 90 minutes on the app per day and users who have a warm smile in their picture are 14% more likely to match up with someone. So again, I guess Only that, 14%? that rules me out. You can't trust someone with a warm smile. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ, but okay. So numbers say that women swipe right only 14% of the time. I thought that was quite harsh, but again, I don't have so any, I've never been on Tinder. What does so swipe right mean? That means that you like them. That's high standards, isn't it? Whereas men aren't nearly as picky, they swipe right 46% of the time. That's still <laughs> less than half, though. That's still, there's more chance of you rejecting someone than liking them that's true that's true i like that you found something nice in there thank you um because my last percentage comes in the form of a woman <laughs> but, this is a roller coaster today okay i'm not sure this is going to be massively surprising but apparently 42 percent of tinder users are actually already in a relationship and only 21 percent are genuinely single those figures don't add up so what's the other what do you mean they don't add up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, about the, what, what about the other portion? Well, you've just got some, like, I don't were know. Were they just not willing to reveal whether they were single or not? Well, 42% in a relationship, 21% single, maybe married, might wake up some of the rest, dog lovers. Yeah. I think the rest <laughs> probably didn't want to reveal Admit details. Anything. Yeah. Okay. I love that I didn't notice that I've only <laughs> given a percentage of like 63. <laughs> the missing 37%. But yeah, if that's not enough to scare you off, there's actually a peak season and a best time to it, join an online dating site. Is it now? Is it cuffing season? What's cuffing season? 
It's when you are... Is that when you get together with someone so you get a Christmas yeah, present? Really? Is yeah. that a thing? I've told you about that before. Jeez, oh. Is it, there a birthday equivalent? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so it appears that Christmas does have a wee part to play in this because it's the weeks between Boxing Day and Valentine's Day that are the most popular in terms of numbers of messages sent and dates arranged. The most popular day of the year is supposedly January 7th. So, get your calendar marked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like this has been a whole cavalcade of factos this week. There you go. Just figures coming out your ears. I know. Don't um, try and check any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Facto is applied very, very loosely here. Okay, well, I found it entertaining nonetheless, so thank you. So, how would you rate Love Guaranteed? So, I've given it a 5 out of 10. And I'd done a whole spiel about how it's basically a Christmas movie without the Christmas, so thanks for stealing my thunder on that. My pleasure. Um, <laughs> the only thing you can really criticise it for is being pretty formulaic, but I'm definitely not the target audience for Love Guaranteed. Um, and I'm sure the people it's aimed at aren't expecting Nick Evans to have like a side hustle as a mob enforcer or anything like that, just like you. I was, so that's yeah. just me. The film's very, very light. To the point where no one even gets upset, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's a really, really easy watch. She she stares out her window into the rain a couple of times in it, but I think just because she's had a busy day at work. She's not, drunk, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> Steamboats. Poor um, RLC. But yeah, the films is very, very light. It's a really easy watch, and if that's your cup of tea, it's probably like the perfect thing to put on in like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So five out of ten for me. What about you? Nice. Um, I gave it a similar rating. I gave it a six out of ten. It's daft. It's light. It's got a happy ending, and you don't need to pay that much attention to keep up with what's going on. We watched this one at the end of a really busy week, and it did the trick. Like that's kind of what we were after when we were watching it. So I think if that's what you're in the market for, something a bit light and fluffy um, without any crazy twists or anything like that going on, then you might enjoy Love Guaranteed. I still think it would make a great Christmas film, but I reckon Netflix will still pull quite a few of those out of the bag in the months to come. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Guaranteed. Cool. So that's our episode and this... It's the last episode before we take a wee bit of a mid-season break, so we're going to take a few weeks, recharge the old batteries, mm -hmm. but keep an eye on social media and we'll let you know when we'll be back to conclude season three of Movie Things. Yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Things Pod. Come over and tell us if you've watched Love Guaranteed and tell us what you think of some of Gary's statistics from this episode <laughs> and how legitimate you think some of them might be. Oh, um, and if you form part of my mysterious 37% that I've missed out of my... <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what your circumstances are. Yeah, if you could leave us a wee review wherever you listen, that would be magic. And if you're enjoying movie things, then tell your pals. Excellent. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in a few weeks for part two of season three in the next episode. Bye.